Welcome to Kohler Mania. Thank you so much for joining us today. We are so excited to have you back as we are taking a look at the five love languages mini series. So we'll go ahead and get started. I'm Tanya. And I'm Michael. And in this podcast, we're going to look at touch, communicating love through such things as hugs and kisses, holding hands and such. How touch communicates to a loved one, I love you. With those who have touch as their primary love language, this is how they primarily communicate to one another, I love you, and how they feel from you, you love me. God made them to communicate love through touch. So let's get started. Yes, let's look at touch. God loves in all the good ways, all the five love languages to include touch. God has a touch orientation to his love. God breathed the breath of life into Adam. He personally forms all of us individuals in the womb. Jesus touched people. He even touched lepers. There's those no one would touch because this skin disease was highly contagious. Jesus could have simply said, be healed. But many times the Bible goes out of its way to say that Jesus reached out and touched the leper. I know this is so beautiful. And what a horrible disease where no one is willing to come anywhere close to you, much less touch you. I mean, these lepers desperately wanted that. And for Jesus to touch them, I mean, it's so amazing. Yes. And there are so many studies about the importance of touch for one's health. We need the physical touch of other human beings. It's so important for the healthy development of a child, as well as the physical and mental health of adults. We as human beings are constantly reaching out to touch people. The closer the relationship, the more intimate the touch. Tanya, what does touch mean to you? How do you, how do we touch each other in relationships? Well, I would say that touch would be hugs, kisses, back rubs, holding hands, massage, and intimacy like sex. Yes. uh, Touch is a big way that people communicate love. Sex, of course, is a big way in marriage, the sign and seal of marriage, God's gift for the covenant of marriage. People can have different needs for sex, needing it more or less often, more or less importance placed on it. Gary Chapman includes sex with touch for obvious reasons, but this area is kind of a whole separate discussion. There are male and female differences in this area. We talk about this more in our Love and Respect podcast. If you want more on this, listen to our Love and Respect podcast. But suffice it to say here, sex is a dialect of touch, and oftentimes spouses have different needs in this area that needs to be navigated and communicated. And on that topic, there are dialects in each of these love languages. A person's primary love language can be touch in general, but really likes back massages, for example, or really likes hugs or really likes kisses or really likes sex. That's how they feel love and intimacy. We need to know not only our loved one's love language, but also their dialect. If your loved one's love language is touch, this is how they feel and communicate love primarily. But if this is not a primary love language for you and you don't show love primarily in this way, guaranteed your loved one will feel neglected. They will be starving for love. Their love tank will be running on empty. Nothing good comes from an empty love tank. There will be bad symptoms in your relationship, guaranteed. You might not even know why your loved one is acting out. They might not even know or know how to communicate why they are unhappy. Or they keep communicating it, but the communications are just ignored. We may not see the importance of a love language that is different from ours. 
They communicate the need directly or indirectly with hints, and it just goes right over our head because we don't have any appreciation for how important it is to them because it is not important to us. It's not our primary love language. Tanya, what are some ways a loved one might communicate that they need touch as their dominant love language? What do you think? They may flat out ask, give me a hug. They keep approaching with hugs and kisses. They are constantly hugging and kissing people and reaching out with touch. Yeah. So, And what happens if your loved one communicates a need for this love, but this need goes unmet? Nothing good. If a marriage runs on love, an empty love tank will cause the marriage to run poorly. Yes. Gary Chapman says that physical touch can make or break a relationship. Everybody needs touch to some degree. Everyone uses touch to communicate love, but some more than others. For everyone, touch communicates love, but it shouts love to those whose primary love language is physical touch. The opposite is also true. A slap to the face is detrimental to anyone, but it is devastating to those whose primary love language is touch. If physical touch can make or break a relationship, why does this need go unmet? Either there are relational difficulties And so there's a lack of motivation or we don't see the importance because I don't have this as my primary love language. Yes. And how do we navigate this difficulty? I feel love and communicate love to the other person by touch, but the other person does not. You know, they feel and communicate love primarily in another language. How do we navigate this dynamic? We have to really meet each other halfway. Isn't that what marriage and family is all about? Looking out not only for your own interests, but also the interests of others, as God tells us in Philippians 2, 4. Yeah. And Gary Chapman says, for those whose primary love language is touch, be aware and respectful of the other person's less prominence of this need. Don't insist on touching your loved one in your way and in your time. They may find some touches uncomfortable or even irritating. To insist on continuing those touches is to communicate the opposite of love. Don't make the mistake of believing that the touch that brings pleasure to you will also bring pleasure to the other person. But the person who has a less of a need for touch needs to be aware of the pronounced need in the other loved one for touch and be intentional about meeting that need. Gary Chapman says that if touch is not your primary love language, love touches can require some intentionality and thought and can require just a little time and effort, like sitting close as you watch TV, being sure to receive a hug or kiss when the other is moving towards you with this request, reading the moment when a situation calls for a touch and taking the initiative and not only just being responsive, hugging and kissing goodbye, a tender touch during a time of crisis. If the moment calls for a touch to a person who has the primary love language of touch, your tender touches will be remembered long after the moment has passed. Your failure to touch may never be forgotten. This is an important point. If the individual with the primary love language is always taking the initiative, that person will notice. And even if the other person receives their touch, they may feel unloved because taking the initiative shouts even louder, I truly love you. I'm not just receiving your love. I'm giving you love. We can't just receive love. We've got to give it. Receiving love says, I love you. We reject people who are making advances to us that are inappropriate. We don't have that type of relationship. So stop it. So when we receive the advance, we are communicating we love you. But when we only receive, but don't initiate, this starts to communicate to the other 
questions in their mind, does the other person really love me or are they just receiving this to keep me from getting mad or to simply satisfy some kind of expectation? But does the other person really love me? Yes. If you have a loved one whose primary love language is touch, you need to make sure they are feeling your love through plenty of touch. If touch is pretty low on your list of love languages, it's not just a big need of of yours. You're going to have to be intentional about communicating your love through touch to those loved ones who define love by touch. As we continue in our mini series, the next podcast, we're going to focus on words of affirmation. We all communicate love through our words. With those with words of affirmation of their primary love language, it is words that define what love is. They need to hear, I love you. I'm so proud of you in order to feel love. We'll talk about that as we continue in the series in our next podcast. And, you know, for those that are listening, we are so happy that you're here and we hope that you can apply this because sometimes touch may be difficult for you because that is not your primary love language as Michael talked about, but it's really trying our hardest to be intentional and stretching our own selves, not to think about what we need, but what the other needs. And this is also too, for our children. Um, children need touch. And I know for us, our child is always wanting to hug and touch and do all kinds of things. And so it's important for us to do that as she's still growing into a, a young child. And we want to be intentional to really be focused on what her love language is. But we are excited again as you continue on the series with us. In our next podcast, we'll talk about words of affirmation. So join us next time. God bless.